0: GFL. It's Wednesday. It is November 27th, It's 2019, and we have 14 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy Genie for 07 Grant. How are you doing, my friend?
1: Doing great. I haven't seen you in like a week. Happy to see you. My life is complete. I missed you.
0: Yeah, it was good. Uh, good old fashioned, um, fun. Um, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm still like I'm um I'm, I'm struggling how we're going to do 14 games in an hour we were we were chatting guys I, yeah
1: yeah guys just so you know we can't go too in depth into a lot of things uh the value is going to open up tomorrow just so you know so don't take our value tonight as something that you should absolutely do like it's always a first look pod but just know a lot of things will probably change tomorrow
0: Oh yeah there's uh, we have some injury news that we know like, you know, but, you know, we have so many, so many question marks, so many question marks. So if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. sign up through the, uh, sign up and make sure you get your membership all set up over there. So you can participate in the rake free DFS. They have all kinds of memberships over there. You can sign up and check them out at fantasydraft.com. They have a $20,000 NBA pick and roll contest for today's slates, and they have their NFL stuff up for Thanksgiving. $50,000 tournament, $25 buy in. So nice little tournaments over there. If you haven't given them a look, make sure you check them out. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Grant, we got a lot to talk about. Let's get started here. We started the Magic and the Cavs, no total in this game. Um, on the Orlando side, Michael Carter Williams is out. Aaron Gordon is out and Vooch is out on the Cavs side of things. Um, Henson is questionable. Kevin Love is out. Um, so waiting on this Kevin Love news, um, like we just got to talk about. Yeah, He's he's questionable, um, not
1: out.
0: Yeah. He's questionable. Yep. Um, (laughs) let's start with Orlando, you know, with Vooch and Gordon out, what are we looking at here for the magic?
1: I mean, I like Fultz Price there at 5600 It's not terrible. I think that he's a guy that's in play, but uh, Mo Bamba probably going to be the guy that'd be most likely to go with just offering a little bit of value at 4900 I don't mind Isaac. I don't mind Fournier. But really, this is a big enough slate where I don't really – even with Gordon Voos out out like in an easy match versus Cleveland, I don't think there's too many people that I really have a whole lot of interest in. So, like, you can play Bomba, Fultz, Ross, Fournier, Isaac, just because boost is out, but I think they're all priced about where they should be, where I don't have a huge amount of interest in them.
0: Yeah, you know, Birch, you know, he's another guy that's like playing minutes with the Magic and looks lost out there, so don't really think that I would go with him. I like the Mobamba call. Like, he's a guy that is a point-per-minute type of player. Is if he gets 20 minutes, he could crush here, um, so don't mind Mbamba but yeah don't love the Magic don't hate him here like I I just don't really see like I I thought I would be a guy that would really benefit from Gordon being out and he hasn't so you know Isaac is probably the ceiling guy that can go for 50 plus but um yeah not not really loving the Magic and then on the Cleveland side of things like if Kevin Love doesn't play I think Larry Nance is you know a guy that we're going to be looking at for sure
1: Oh, yeah. If Love doesn't play you, Hamer, and Nance. I think that Tristan Thompson without Boos in there going up against Bamba. It's not a terrible little play there at 6,500. I think he offers some value, but center's a little tough today on a 14-game slate. There's going to be a lot of center options, so just take it with a grain of salt. Uh, Thompson, Love. But Kevin Love's the guy that I had the most interest in. I mean, if he's going up against Orlando without Gordon, without Voos in there, he should just absolutely dominate on the boards. Uh, price at 7,500. That's a great price tag considering how Expensive he was earlier on the season. He hasn't played in a few days here. If he plays, then he should be in the mid 30s minutes here. Has potential for 16, 17 boards in this type of matchup here, even though it's slow paced. It's just not really the same team without Gordon Boos So I really like Love here. But if he's out, then I love Nance. So man, that's pretty much where I stand.
0: All right, moving on, we got Brooklyn at Boston, another game that doesn't have a total right now Um, on the Boston side of things. Gordon Hayward is out. Daniel Tice is out. Kimba is probable. On the Brooklyn Nets side of things, Kyrie is out. Levert is out. And DeAndre Jordan is questionable. Um, Let's start with Brooklyn here, you know, obviously with Kyrie out. um, You know, Dinwiddie is your guy that has the high usage, but we've seen a price increase. Is he priced too much here?
1: uh I, I don't think he's priced too much but he's priced too much from being considered a just lock and load or a fantastic play 7800 going up against boston's not an easy matchup here so i'll have maybe some ownership in denway but not a whole lot prince is a guy that i have a little bit more interest in just because he does have a bit of a higher ceiling there considering he's only 5800 at least on point a point per dollar basis if deandre jordan's out i don't i don't think you can go with jared allen still just 7600 seems like a little bit too expensive massive price increase not an easy matchup going versus boston so it's really just dinwiddie and prince i have a moderate amount of uh, interest in but i have a whole lot more interest on the boston side of things yeah
0: you know when we're looking at brooklyn i I agree with you Allen could crush here Uh, i wouldn't be shocked um maybe if you can find him on a site where he's cheaper Uh, but i like the prince call i don't mind joe harris either Um, they're they're hurting second unit guys, moving, you know, these guys into the starting lineup and stuff. The second unit has a lot more usage for a guy like um, some of these guys. So, you know, looking at the Boston side of things, you know, obviously with Tice out, with Hayward out, and Kemba coming back, um, it's interesting, I think, more just because of the pricing.
1: Yeah, no, Kemba at 6,700. This was a guy that was just 8.8K, what? 10 days ago? Less than 10 days ago? This price tag is just silly here at 6,700. I know he was doing not great, we'll say, over the last few games, but one of them was against the Clippers. He got injured versus Denver. He didn't shoot well versus Sacramento, but the guy is probably going to end up with 16 to 20 shots, shot attempts here, and get some peripheral stats. Like This price tag of seven hundred is just way too cheap. And Even Brown or Tate of going up against a high-paced matchup against Brooklyn. Both of these guys are probably a little bit too cheap of their respective price tags here. I love all three of these guys. They're three of my top plays on the slate, with Kemba being my favorite of the bunch here. Just This is a 115 implied team total for this Boston team. Projected to say moderately close here. So I really, really like Walker, Brown, and Tatum in this matchup. They're all way too priced down.
0: Yeah, and I, I think Cantor is another guy. You know, he started last game with Tice out. Tice already ruled out for this game, played 25 minutes. Um, at 5K, he's a guy that could go for 5, 6, 7X here. So, Cantor's another guy against Brooklyn. Like, it's Brooklyn. So, if Cantor's is going to play 25 minutes, I think you have to consider him here. Like, he was one rebound away from a double-double and going for over 30 fantasy points. So, you know, you have to – You have to consider cancer here, and that was without any blocks. So, you know, it's always fun. But um, anything else from this one? No, I think that's it. Jazz and Pacers, again, no total on this one. We do have some totals out there, but um, some of these games, it's just, I guess, too early. On the Jazz side of things, Ed Davis is out. Rudy Gobert is questionable on the Pacers side of things. um, Sampson is doubtful. Sumner is still out. not really anything that I'm seeing that's too crazy here. Utah, obviously, like, you know, let's start with them. And, you know, it makes a huge difference whether or not, like, Gobert plays. Because if he doesn't, like, you know, we'll be discussing Tony Bradley.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tony Bradley is sitting there at 5K. I think there's enough centers on this place and enough mis- – or slate. And there's enough mispricings pricings where – At 5K, like, I don't really have a whole lot of interest in him here. Like, he's in play, but he's not fantastic play. If Gobert is out, if Gobert is in, probably not going with him. I think the guy that I have the most interest in here is Mitchell. Um, Didn't do great the last game, but putting up pretty much 40-plus all season long, 7,600 isn't a bad price tag. He doesn't stand out horribly on this slate, but he is very much in play. Bojan, another guy that's in play, 6,600. He's got 40-some-odd point upside here. Um, But just not a great matchup, and there's 14 games on the slate, so I'm mostly crossing a lot of these guys off. I don't think I have any interest in Conley, and I don't – like more of my interest is over on the other side in this game, especially if Gobert is out.
0: Yeah, like, you know, I I don't disagree with you on Bradley. I think he's okay um, if Gobert doesn't play. Yeah, he's probably cheaper on some other sites. Um, Yeah, I don't mind the Mitchell call. I don't mind Bodanovich um, in this spot. Either he's a guy that when he's shooting the ball well, like he is right now, he has ceiling. So I, I certainly don't mind him. Um, the Pacers side of things here, like if Gobert doesn't play, um, I think this is a spot, you know, you're looking at, you know, Sabonis or Turner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think Sabonis and Turner are both very much in play if Gobert, Gobert is out. Go Turner's price tag of 6K, just a whole bunch of upside there if Gobert doesn't end up playing there. And Sabonis, always a guy that can absolutely crush. I have a little bit less interest in Sabonis just because of the $7,900 price tag. There's enough plays on the slate where he probably doesn't end up absolutely destroying his value here. So, Sabonis is a guy that I have a little bit of interest in, but not a whole lot. Barakin is interesting at 6800 Obviously, we saw what he could do before he ended up getting injured, and he was able to put up 50 some on point games. Single time, it's not an easy matchup versus Utah, but 6800 is way too cheap of a price tag. It him and Kemba are going to be core plays for me, probably on this slate. So it's Brogdon and Turner, the two guys that are clearly mispriced here,
0: yeah. And like Turner for me, like I need Gobert to be out. Uh, I don't think I play Turner, yeah. Gobert plays like I think you can play Brogdon either way. Um, but yeah, I need I need Gobert to sit to have interest in Turner here. Um Continue to move on. We got the Kings and the 76ers, 210 total here. Philly is favored by nine and a half in this game. Um, on the Sacramento side, Trevor Ariza is not with the team. He's out. Marvin Bagley is out. Fox is out. And on the Philly side of things, Kyle Quinn is out. No, no Kyle Quinn in this game. Watch out. Um, <laughs> let's start here with Sacramento. You know, obviously, Fox being out has opened up a lot here. What are we looking at here for the Kings?
1: I still like. This isn't a great matchup here. It's a big enough slate. I, I don't know if there's anyone that I'm really interested in. I mean, Holmes, like, not in a great spot. Bielitza, not in a great spot here. Um, Barnes, not really doing a whole lot to crush his price tag. Joseph, not really doing a whole lot. Like, I, I just – Buddy Hyde, I guess, would be the guy that I would have the most amount of interest in here. But seventy three hundred. There's so many missed. Like, would I rather play him over Kemba, over Brogdon, over Tatum, over Brown? Just the guys that we've gone through already. I don't think so. Here, I like. I just don't see any of these guys crushing their value here, even with Fox up. Still, like, I I'm probably just crossing pretty much this entire game off.
0: Yeah, this is one of those games that, like, if you're making a bunch of teams, you probably like throw a game stack out there. Like, how does this game stay close, buddy? Buddy Hield and Rashard Holmes have good games, There's something along those lines, and like you, you have to play a narrative of a way this game stays good and close by, you know, game stacking here and you know running it back with like a Embiid or somebody that has massive ceiling on the other side of this game, but. You know, when you're looking at this game, it's just not a game that's really going to stand out to you. Like, you know, Josh Richardson has been absolutely crushing. He's probably my favorite play here outside of Embiid on Philly's side. Uh, What do you like here?
1: Yeah, He's probably my favorite play too. But, again, it's not like with all these guys in there. Maybe if someone gets – huh?
0: He's not a core play for me. It's just like if I'm looking at that team, like –
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it's kind of what I've already gone through. Just the games where I'd rather play Brogdon and I'd rather play Kemba than – Jay Rich, and we still haven't even gotten through half the games. I don't have it. it. All these guys are fine. Simmons is fine. Embiid's fine. Harris is fine. Horford's fine. Jay Rich is fine. A game stack is fine, but none of them are good plays. Like, none of them stand out as good plays.
0: All right. Let's move on here. We got Detroit at Charlotte, 216.5 total. Detroit's favored by three in this game. Looking at. Um, The Pistons' Reggie Jackson is out. Tony Snell is questionable. Big news there. Um, And on the Charlotte side, Malik Monk is probable, and Cody Zeller is expected to play. Let's start with Detroit here. Um, You know, what are we looking at when we're looking at Detroit? Like, you know, even with Jackson out, nobody's really playing, like, a ton of point guard minutes, um, you know, outside of, like, Bruce Brown. I don't know if I want to play Bruce Brown on a 14-game slate. Yeah, I don't want to play Bruce
1: Brown. I don't want to play Canari. I don't really want to play anyone on here. Griffin at seven K is a little bit interesting, but not so much on this slate. The guy that I really want to go with is probably going to be Drummond going up against Charlotte. It really doesn't really not a not a bad matchup here for Drummond. Um, I know with that, with Griffin back in here, he's kind of come down to earth quite a bit, but his price tag at ninety four hundred isn't terrible. There's not a whole bunch of great spend up centers on the slate, and he offers as much upside as anyone going up against a Charlotte team here. It's it's just Drummond here for me.
0: Yeah, like, you know, Drummond or Griffin. Like, it, Charlotte, Charlotte allows such a, such a high amount of fantasy points per game to opposing big men. Like, it, it's hard not to like Drummond or Griffin in this spot. Like, uh, one or the other. Um, I don't probably end up playing both of them. Like, I wouldn't shock me if, like, a Luke Kennard has a, a good shooting night or something. Charlotte just doesn't play a lot of defense, like. Um, what do you like here for Charlotte?
1: Uh, for Charlotte, it's Rozier. Um, he's the guy that's price tag really stands out. Uh, 6,400. He's been playing a boatload of minutes recently. He's been playing pretty well, even in a tough match versus Miami. But he's a guy that has – he's the guy with 40-point upside here at the price tag. But everyone else's price tag, I don't see enough upside. Um, Zeller maybe if he ends up getting minutes, which is possible against Drummond here. Um, so if he ends up playing, then he could definitely end up crushing his price tag at 4700 We don't have too many guys in that range who I really want to play, but he takes up the center spot here, so probably not really on my list. Bridges, I mean, he's got upside, but in this matchup, 5K, like I don't know if I want to go there either. Uh, it's Graham's fine, but not nearly as good of a play as Rogier. Like I said, this is probably a spot where I'm just going to fade Charlotte, fade most of this game.
0: So, I saw a report earlier today that Charlotte they want to switch up um, some stuff with you know the coaches talking about switching things up. like if the starting lineup comes out, it's seven o'clock game. If the starting lineup comes out and Bismack Biombo is in the starting lineup. he's kind of interesting here at 4K if he's going to play 25 minutes against Drummond, and like I just just wanted to throw that out there. you know you never coach talk, you never know what's going to happen, but um yeah, I don't mind Rozier. I don't mind Graham. Um, but really, outside of that, I don't really have a ton of interest here. Like, I would throw some shots at Biombo um, if he does potentially move into the starting lineup. Batum's not playing enough minutes right now for me to have interest in him. But uh, again, maybe they play him more. Like, just got to watch the starting lineup here for Charlotte. Um, Knicks at the Toronto Raptors, 209.5 total here. Toronto is favored by. Ten and a half in this game. Um, On the Knicks side of things, R.J. Barrett is questionable with an illness. Reggie Bullock is out. Kevin Knox is doubtful. Frank Lakina is questionable, and Elf Payton is out. A lot of injuries here on the Knicks side of things. And then on the Raptors side, Serge Ibaka is doubtful. Lowry's out. And Patrick McCall is still out as well. Um, Grant, let's start with the Knicks side of things, like – this could be a very depleted team um, if R.J. Barrett doesn't play there.
1: Yeah, if R.J. Barrett doesn't play, like, this game could end up being a blowout, but, I mean, they're probably going to need to find someone to do something in this offense, and people are going to have to play minutes. Ooh, I'm just probably going to wait on the starting lineup to come out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if with Peyton out, with McLe- out, with Barrett doubtful, like – are they going to start DSJ?
0: Like, no clue.
1: Yeah, I've waited to see who the starting lineup is, but this is probably where you're going to find a lot of value Value if Barrett is out. And I do like Randall here at 6,400. Um, if all these guys are out, or even if they aren't, 6,400 is a good price tag. It's not a great matchup going up against Toronto, but he is a guy that can have a 50-point matchup at any given time here. He's got all the upside in the world. Even Morris are probably the two guys that will eat up all the usage in the offense if all these guys are out here, and you can pretty much expect them to just crush if this game ends up staying close here. Uh, this is probably more of a game stack for me with random value pieces that I might throw in as one-offs based on if Barrett's out here, but Randall and Morris are probably two guys I'm looking at, and then whoever gets the starting out at point guard is probably not a terrible little play there. He's going to be under 4K. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it, this is a early enough game or you wait and see what the starting line is going to be. And you wait on the Barrett news and kind of get some value here.
0: Yeah. Like if Nick McKenna doesn't play either, like I have a, I just, how do they not play DSJ like 25 to 30 minutes here? Maybe, I don't know. Like maybe they play somebody else. Um, maybe they play like, um, Trey year, Trey whatever his name is. Yeah. Like either way, like, Maybe do they play him a little bit? Like, you're going to have to see if Frank N- Lakina is in there or not. Um, but, you know, RJ Barrett being questionable, Knox being doubtful. Like, there's minutes here. So, might not be strong minutes because they might get blown out here. Um, what do we like here for Toronto?
1: For Toronto, this is mostly going to be a stack spot for me. Like, I don't mind Siakam going up against this terrible Knicks teams, team. He's going to play all the minutes. He's obviously got massive upside, but I worry too much about the blowout to pay $8,900 for him. Just as a one-off here. Same thing with Van Vliet. Obviously playing a boatload of minutes, getting around 40 to 50 every time. Going up against this next team, he has even more upside here. But, again, 7,900 for a guy that potentially doesn't play the fourth quarter at all here. Not sure a guy I want to go with. This is a decent OG spot if you want to throw him in it as a extra in a stack here. But as a one-off, not going to go there. And RHJ, if uh, Serge is still out not the worst idea in the world here but it's like i'm not playing any of these guys as one else it's almost always going to be a game stack just hoping the game somehow stays close and bringing it back with randall and or morris
0: yeah like you know terrence davis has been playing a little bit more and more but his price is starting to come up um like he would probably get extra run if this game turns into a blowout but hate trying to project blowouts on a 14 game slate um i don't hate Rondé hollis jefferson here like you mentioned but again i think like uh, i'm playing a couple value pieces from new york and maybe a couple you know pieces from toronto and just trying to get a little stack here but it's tough that's for sure um i don't really have anything else to add do you no all right Moving on, we got um, Miami at Houston. No total in this game um, on the Houston side of things. Clint Capella is questionable. Eric Gordon is out. Gerald Green is still out. And then on the Miami Heat side of things, Derek Jones Jr. is still out. And Deion Waiters still has that team suspension. And Justice Winslow is probable. Um, let's start here with the Miami side of things. What are we looking at here on the Heat?
1: It's Bam and it's Butler going up against Miami here. I think they're in great spots. Um, Bam, if Capella's in, should be in for a bowl minutes. not in, should be in for a great matchup. So I like him regardless. And Butler, 8K, not going to get much more upside at 8K than Butler here, who could potentially end up with a 60-point game in a sub-paced matchup going up against Houston. Outside of him, some of the ancillary pieces I'm all right with. Uh, you can potentially go with Hero. Gonna be a high-paced game. He could be in for a decent game here. Winslow, sixty-one hundred. There's too many other guys in that range where I probably won't going with him. None. Dragic. Probably not gonna go with them with all these guys that are in here for guards. So I think, like, I like this matchup, but I think I like just the top spend-up guys in Butler and Idaho.
0: Yeah, like you know, I, I I struggle with playing anybody else really, like. The Dragon is playing minutes, but, like, he's not, like, overly producing with those minutes. Um, like, Kendrick Nunn, when he shoots the ball well, he could go for 30 fantasy points, but he's still 5,500. Like, we're still not getting a ton of return on, like, that price point. So, I like the Butler call. I really like the Bam call here. I think Bam is in in line for a, a potential big game here. Um, and then, you know, Houston. You know, James Harden, 11.8K here. Um, He's had some 60 and 70 point games. You know, eight out of his last 10 games, going for at least 60 fantasy points. What are we looking at here on the Houston side?
1: Yeah. um, Harden, I think, is very much in play here. I like him, but it's a little bit tough to pay for that 11.8 salary, but he's justified. It's not an easy matchup going up against Miami. Obviously, Westbrook can occasionally put up a 60, 70 point game, but. Am I going to chase that? I don't think so. Uh, his price tag isn't terrible, 8,800, but there's other guards that are in the 6K range that will probably, like the majority of the time, end up with about the same as him. Uh, don't mind Capella if he does end up playing, but like he's getting just a boatload of rebounds. Like He's averaged over 20 for his last eight games, just something ridiculous. If he does end up playing here and it looks like he's all good, then still AK. He can absolutely dominate his price tag here. There's not a whole bunch of centers that we want to spend up for at the top. Beat not a great matchup. Drummond's got Griffin back, and Katz got most of his supporting cast back. So Capel is not a bad spend up, and it's not easy matchup versus Bam, but the boards are going to be there. The points are going to be there. The minutes are going to be there, so I don't mind him. The rest of the ancillary pieces, even with Green and Gordon now, like House and Tucker are fine not really guys that I'm going to build around, but uh, if they fit into my lineup, I'm not going to argue with it. It's just not a great matchup going up against Miami.
0: Yeah, I don't really see like a ceiling at their price points either. Um, the price points for them are, are tough. Um, So, yeah, like I don't ever hate paying up for Harden. I don't ever hate taking shots on Westbrook. I don't mind the Capella call. I do think it's a tough matchup against Bam, but I do think that he could crush here, but if Capella sits, I I think that like, it could be a bump to Westbrook just because he will go get those rebounds. Um, But yeah, I don't like, even if Capella sits, like, I don't see myself using like Tyson, Tyson Chandler or anybody, you know, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it'd be a situation that maybe this game goes smaller or something. Like, it it would be interesting to see what happens. Maybe they put PJ Tucker on Bam or something. I don't know. We'll we'll have to kind of see how this plays out with the, the Capella news and you know, probably going to see Capella play here because, yeah, they're going to need him in this one. Um, Moving on, we got the Clippers and the Grizzlies. Clippers on a back-to-back. We don't have any of that injury news or if anybody is going to take the night off on a back-to-back. On the Memphis side of things, Kyle Anderson is questionable. Um, and then Morant is questionable. Grant, like this is one of those games on a 14-game slate unless we get some injury news or people resting that, like, I feel perfectly comfortable crossing off.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with crossing it off. And over on the Grizzlies side, can't trust anyone's minutes. And Morant and Triple J would be the two guys that we would expect to play enough minutes to crush the price tag, but it's going up against the Clippers. Clippers, obviously not an easy matchup. Over on the Clippers side, Kawhi, I have to assume he's going to sit. Maybe Kawhi and George are going to sit. Basically, if Kawhi sits, then George is a good play. If Kawhi and George sit, Lou and Harold become pretty close to core plays. It will probably enter the starting lineup. But if all of them end up playing, it's just a pure cross off.
0: Yeah, if they play everybody, I, I'm with you. If one of them sits, play the other. If they both sit, play Lou and Harold. Like the blueprint for the Clippers is there. You know, depending on the news, if they all play, I just I don't have really any interest in. On the Memphis side, like you said, um, Morant. If Morant sits, it becomes interesting. Like I have interest in Triple J. Um, if Kawhi doesn't play, I think that like he's a guy that you know I, I like regardless. Um, but you know, if if Morant doesn't play, maybe maybe we're taking shots on like a Dylan Brooks, um, maybe like a Tyus Jones. I, I you know like it, they they really haven't shown. Tyus Jones a ton of minutes so you know you're just gonna have to kind of play it out and see what happens like I mean if Moran sits
1: he'll probably I mean he could end up with a decent amount of minutes he's only 3200 um but I guess a large part of that kind of depends on what happens with the Knicks game or the Knicks lineup there so it'll be interesting Wait to hear injury news but yeah there could potentially be some value opening up with Tyus Jones and Brooks there
0: all right, we got Atlanta at Milwaukee. Massive total here, 239.5. Milwaukee is favored by 14.5 in this game. Um, big total. Um, on the Milwaukee side, George Hill is doubtful. On the Atlanta side, Benbury is questionable. Um, Herder is still out. Hunter is probable. And Trey Young and Reddish are both probable. Um Atlanta, like Milwaukee has such a massive total here. They're such big favorites. Is there anything standing out to you here for Atlanta?
1: I mean, Trey Young, if the game stays close. uh, If you're throwing Giannis in, I don't mind throwing Trey Young in on the other side. It's just tough to pay that salary. Like Trey Young has – absolutely has 65-point upside here. I mean, outside of his little rough rough five-game stretch where he shot terribly for most of them um, and he had some tough matchups in the other one, like he's been just getting sixty points every single time. The guy's gonna put up if this game stays close and fast paced magic here, probably twenty-eight to thirty shot attempts here, can absolutely catch fire and end up with a seventy point game here. Trey Young would be the guy I would go for. It's a tough price tag to pay, but absolutely show some upside. Maybe Jabari, but outside of them, like I'm too worried about this blowout here and with Young and Parker eating up all the usage. If the game doesn't stay close, I don't see a whole lot of other guys doing a whole lot.
0: Yeah, um, Young and Parker—they're—they're they're both like if you—if you think this game is going to stay close, like if you're playing Giannis, you're playing Young or Parker. Like you know, I don't—I don't see a a Giannis team without running it back with one of the studs from Atlanta because you're going to need this game to stay close. With Giannis being so expensive, um, it's tough to really to pinpoint you know outside of those guys for Atlanta um and then on the Bucks side of things like Giannis is so expensive um I know that the implied total here is massive and I know that he's taken a ton of shots in the last few games but like I struggle with paying this price for um anytime
1: yeah yeah it's a little bit tough to do so I don't I'm probably not uh Playing for Giannis. I don't mind it, but he can absolutely get a 75, 80 point game here it's up against Atlanta. If this game, if Trae Young gets hot, like you said, then Giannis probably goes for 80. Trae Young probably goes for 70. That's the only th- way I can really see things happening. That's the only way I'll play him. That's pretty much it.
0: Yeah. Um, like, I don't even see who would really like maybe Pat Connington benefits a little bit here if George Hill doesn't play like he's doubtful. Um Connington could play some garbage time minutes I guess, but like I don't know, like there's it's so hard to talk about these guys not knowing like some injury situations and in, in spots where like we could see some massive value open up. Yeah. Um, anything else from Milwaukee, like any anything else?
1: I mean I don't want to play blood, so I don't want to play Middleton. Again, the pricing on the slate with a lot of other games, unless it, all those guys end up being mask chalk, which I can't imagine happening. it's a 14 game slate and there's enough giant mispricings. I just don't see any way that they those guys are the optimal plays on the slate.
0: All right, Minnesota at San Antonio, 229.5 total here. Spurs favored by two and a half um, on the Spurs side of things. No real injuries that are on the injury report right now. On the Minnesota side, Napier is doubtful. Okaji is probable. um, And Graham is probable. Lehman is out. Um... Grant, let's start here with the Minnesota side of things. High total, projected close game. What do you like here for the Timberwolves?
1: Cat, um, I don't really want to play. Like, with all the guys back in the lineup here, Wiggins, his tear is probably done with um, 7,700. Like, it's a bad defensive match with the Spurs. Yes, he could end up doing something, but I don't think on a 14-game slate you should be looking at Wiggins with everyone in the lineup there. Teague, 6,100, probably not going with him. Covington, Culver, Lehman, we're not going with those guys here. It's just not the right spot, and the, price to, the prices aren't right. Cat's the one guy that offers you the most upside. I mean, the Spurs are terrible defensively. Kat can absolutely go for a massive game here. they got a 113 implied team total here. He's the guy that I really want in my lineups here. He's one of the best – he's probably the best spend up at center here. He's not cheap, but he's really the only guy I'm looking at on the Timberwolves.
0: Yeah, like, I have, like, slight interest in Teague, depending on, like, value and how the slate opens up. Like, if it turns into, like, a Stars and Scrubs type of slate, probably not going to play Teague. But I think Teague is a guy that could have a good game here. Uh, but I do like the cat call. He's, he's always the guy with one of the highest ceilings from this team. Um, any interest on the Spurs side of things here?
1: LMA, DeRozan, both are fine um maybe gay gets an extra bit of run here with wiggins in the game i don't know with gay like on the slate probably not worth it even at 5k it'd be derozan and be lma like a high-paced matchup a either one of them could go off i hate playing the guessing game they almost always destroy me every time i roster either of them but lma has been playing better recently derozan has been playing good it's an up-paced matchup here so either one of them can end up going off. I don't know if it's the right slate, but if you're going to take a shot on anyone, it'd be LMA or it'd be DeRozan.
0: Yeah. I think you kind of want to see Jamont DeJounte Murray, um, not start again. Uh, that's where DeRozan's kind of been excelling a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I, I like the price tag on LMA and DeRozan, depending on if DeJounte Murray starts again. Um, you know, if they, if they go with Derek White, I think you play both those guys or one of those guys, um, Washington at Phoenix. Um, Washington on a back-to-back, so we don't have injury news for them. Aiton is still out. Suspension. Baines is out. Um, dealing with a flex, hip hip injury. Um, and Rubio is probable. So let's start here with Washington on a back-to-back. Um, man, Isaiah Thomas disappeared on Tuesday.
1: Yeah. Yes, he did. Um, I mean, realistically, in this matchup, you can go with IT2, uh, but it's Beal, which it's tough to pay that price tag for. It's a decent matchup going up against Phoenix, and it's Bryant. Um, obviously, going up against Phoenix is not the worst worst spot in the world here, like over on the Washington side of the team side, it's it's we know who's probably gonna be doing most of the work. I mean, you can go with Ryu at forty three hundred, not the worst idea in the world in a decent matchup, but it's Beal and Brian for me.
0: Yeah, it's really it. Like I, I you know, I was super high on Jordan McCray. Gonna pat myself in the back on that for Tuesday and him,
1: Proud going of you. Off,
0: but hey, I'm just saying, um take a week off and come back and nail the the contrarian value play. But um, it's a 14-game slate. It's so not a two-game slate. So I'm just – I'm not likely going to need a guy that's only going to play around 20 minutes. Um, he hasn't been playing a lot better. But, you know, like, slight interest in Wagner. But, yeah, probably not – probably not going here outside of, like I said, Beal. I like the price on Brian. I think he has some really, you know, solid upside at 6K – if people get ruled out and, like, things change, maybe we look at Washington a little bit more. But, you know, it's not it's not a priority. Um, on the Phoenix side of things, you know, obviously, with some of the injuries here to the center position, it's all about, you know, figuring out, you know, who they're going to use. Is Sarge going to play 30-plus minutes again? Because at 5,400 against Washington, like, load me up. but are they going to use a guy like Kaminsky to play against Bryant? And, you know, he's only 5K. So, you know, it would be interesting to see what Phoenix
1: does here. I mean, can you explain to me how Ricky Rubio's 5,500?
0: Because he has that questionable tag, right? And he played 16 minutes last game.
1: Well, that was seven days ago. He's probable now.
0: No, I know. I'm just (laughs) – Like I'm just
1: trying to figure is Rubio is probably the best play on the entire slate. Like he's gotta be just the Uber chalk here. And if he is not then I don't understand like 5,500 is the silliest price tag. The guy was just 7,700 just over two games ago. Got hurt. is coming back and now gets a matchup versus Washington. I'd play him at seven K here. And so I really don't understand this at all. Rubio is my top play on the slate. If he's not going to be overly owned and like this is the night before, maybe I'm missing something, but this just seems like the most egregious pricing on the entire slate. Outside of him, Uber booker. It's going up against Washington. Both of them have huge upside. You want to hedge your Rubio bets. If you're going heavy on him like me, then that's fine, but it's Rubio here. Like I don't, All the other pieces are fine. This is Washington. You can play as many guys as you want from this game, but Rubio is just far and away, like, so far underpriced. It's ridiculous.
0: So do you think, like, Diallo is in play here, or do you go back to, like, Frank Kaminsky?
1: (laughs) Honestly, probably Kaminsky, but, um, like, I don't – it's tough to figure out. I mean, Diallo did play a boatload of minutes here. I'm just, I, I just can't stop staring at Rubio, to be honest. I haven't looked at the other guys too much, but I think you can go Dial 4,100, even if he only gets 20 someone, man, to get some Washington, could absolutely crush here. So I'm, I'm fine with both of them. They both offer a huge upside on um, their price tag, but I'm just going to repeat Rubio is too cheap.
0: It's like that Instagram filter with the hearts. Like Grant just sees Rubio with all the hearts around him right now
1: yeah I think it was the first time in my d f s career I've really seen Rubio this way
0: well at least you're you're a man enough to admit it that's that's the first step <laughs> Quip makers of the electric quip toothbrush wants you to know that one single discovery that matters most for your dental health care it is simply this that if you have good habits, you are good that means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, flossing regularly. No matter what brand you use, Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and toothpaste. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide in full and even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months. With free shipping, so your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash fantasy right now, you'll get your first refill free. That is your first refill free at getquip.com slash fantasy. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash fantasy. Quip, the good habits company. Moving on, Grant, we got the Lakers, and we got the Pelicans, 230 and a half total here. Lakers favored by six and a half in this game. Um, On the Pelican side of things, Derek Favors is questionable. Josh Hart is questionable. Zion is still out. Lakers side, Avery Bradley is out. Um, That's really it, you know, outside of, you know, DeMarcus Cousins still being out. Let's talk Lakers, and let's talk do we just play the revenge of Anthony Davis going up against the Pelicans. I
1: mean, There's so
0: much revenge in this game. Like, the narrative street and revenge people are going to go crazy with this one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, AD. Like, problem is it's it's, it's kind of a quiet situation. He got out of New Orleans. I don't know if it's revenge. He's happy. He's on the top team in the league. He's playing with quite possibly the best player in the league in LeBron, and – is His it revenge? First-
0: but is it revenge because they wouldn't let him out last year?
1: I guess. Yeah.
0: There's I a mean, lot of – I feel like there's a lot of bad blood at the end of the year last year with him and this team.
1: Yeah, yeah. there definitely is. It's not like Kawhi that's just like you know, a robot that doesn't care. He just wants to go in there and get a few boards and then not talk to anyone and leave. But – uh Yeah, Davis is just 10K, fantastic play. Absolutely love him here. Should crush his price tag. He's going up against that. One of the best possible matchups you can get, and it's revenge. Yeah, just play him. Um, LeBron's fine, too, but it's Davis is the better play. Um, Those are the only two guys I'm going with. They're going to eat up the entire amount of usage on the entire team.
0: Yeah, like, you know, I don't hate Rondo at 5K, but it's a 14-game slate. Um, if it was a smaller slate, or if you're playing maybe like showdown, maybe you go that way. But yeah, I don't, I don't love it. Um, Pelican side of things. What do you like here for the Pelicans?
1: Ingram, Drew. Like, I don't think Lonzo will get the start. I'm, I'm just trying to think through all the possible revenge here. Um, yeah, yeah, like. I, it, it's. I'm trying to figure out if I want to pay play pay 8.3k for Ingram revenge. It's not an easy matchup versus the Lakers. I don't think I'll end up going with him and Drew at eight one. Like there's too much other value on the slate. It's not an easy matchup for every anyone. Other price tags are a little bit priced up considering what a lot of the other guys on the slate are like. I don't know if I want anyone. Over here on the Pelicans. Like they're all priced where they should be. And this slate, there's too many mispricings.
0: I like Ingram. Uh, I think Ingram is the guy that, and it has nothing to do with revenge. It's just like he's a guy that can go for 50 plus in this matchup. And if this game stays close, he's probably the reason why. So I like Ingram. Um, Yeah, I, I understand.
1: It's just there's so many other guys in this. I mean, I think I like Butler better. I like so many guys in the 6K range just as much as I like it. Ingram, if we're just talking about raw points, I, it's just tough of me. But I, I I get it. It's just – I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, J.J. Redick, his minutes are going to come back down now. like, I just – it's Ingram. You know, I, I don't – I don't hate Lonzo Ball. I, I don't. I, I think, you know, depending on how many minutes he ends up playing here, like I think he is a very interesting tournament play. Um all right. Moving on, we got Thunder and the Trailblazers here. Two twenty total. Portland is favored by three in this one. Um no real big injury news here. You know, Zach Collins is still out. Thunder, you know, they sound like they're good to go. Um, what's standing out to you here for the OKC? For OKC,
1: I mean, SGA's price tag six 6'6". Like, he'd be the most likely candidate to go off. Chris Paul, like, you're not getting a massive ceiling at 7.2, but it's not a horrible matchup. I don't mind going with him. Not going Gallinari. Like, Adams on a different slate may be worth it, but... Probably not on this one. It's it's big enough slate. I'm crossing off OKC.
0: Yeah, I like the price tag on SGA. And I think that if you're playing on fantasy draft and you're playing five centers, you can look at Adams. Chris Paul has been playing a lot better. I feel like he is trying to get traded um, and get out of OKC. You you don't think he wants to stay in OKC? No, I think he wants out. Um, Wow. he He doesn't care. Um, yeah, like SGA's price. Stephen Adams on fantasy draft where you could play five centers if you want to. Portland, you know, I think you could play Lillard in any matchup. I don't love his price compared to some of these other guys that are in this price range. I really think CJ McCollum is is priced up for you know one really big game, and he's been shooting the ball well recently. But yeah, a lot yeah, of that was without like, Lillard. Yeah, I just, I, don't, I just don't see a lot here for Portland.
1: I uh, love Whiteside's press, 6,600. Like, I absolutely love it. I think he could crush value here um, and potentially get a little bit of a boost in playing time here. He, he He's the guy that I want. He's absolutely the guy that I want. I think he goes for 40, 45 here at 6,600, even with a lot of the other cheap guys. Like, there's a whole lot of ways you can do it just complete mid-tier build here and get everyone with 45 to 50 points. And I think Whiteside's one of them.
0: What are your thoughts um, on Carmelo? Is his price come up too much? Like, I'm not 60. playing Carmelo at
1: 5,900 on this slate. Like, I understand it on a different slate. And yes, he you to just go for 41, but 41 he's isn't taking, the expectation.
0: He's taking at least 14 shots in every game.
1: Yeah, I get that, but, like, again, on a five-game slate, yeah, I'm fine with 5,900. On a slate where there's not – if everyone was priced more correctly, but I don't see any way that Melo outscores Brubio. I don't see any way that Melo outscores guys like Brogdon or Kemba enough to make it work. I guess he's at a different position, but there's so many mispricings here. I don't see many ways that he ends up breaking the slate. You can play him if you want, but his forty-one point outburst is not likely. It's more likely going to be the mid thirties to low thirties range, which at fifty-nine hundred, not someone I want to go with.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe if you're playing the late slate, like that four gamer or something. I I agree with you. I think his price has come up too much, but I do want to respect how many times he's just going to absolutely chuck. Alright, last game of the slate. Man, we're getting through 14 games. Woof. I, I, I tried to
1: motor through, it and I think I motored through a little bit too well.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm still exhausted. Bulls and Warriors. Um, this injury report right here is going to take 10 minutes. So um Wendell Carter Jr. is expected to play. Um Otto Porter is still out, and then on the Golden State side. Curry is out. Draymond's questionable. Lee is out. Looney is out. Russell is out. Um, Any late night hammers standing out to you here on the Chicago side of things?
1: Levine. Yeah. Levine's definitely an interesting. interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's up against Golden State. He can go for 60 here. He's one. Another guy on the slate that offers you massive upside for his price tag here. If the game stays close outside of him, like I don't hate Carter. It's a good matchup, obviously. And marketing, I think, is a guy that you could potentially use at 5,800 who shows some upside in a matchup like this. I know he hasn't been getting the minutes that I want, but like the main thing is I don't hate the – if Draymond doesn't end up playing, then Markkinen's kind of the swap, unless you have multiple guys planned out. So I don't hate marketing. So it makes me a little bit less hesitant to play Draymond on this hoping that he plays and then ready to swap out if he doesn't.
0: Um, What's your thoughts here on Golden State?
1: Draymond, if he plays, like, price tags too cheap considering his upside. If Draymond doesn't end up playing, then... uh, If he doesn't. But WCS, his price tag of 4700 not the worst in the world. Like, pool you can go with? uh, I don't know, like... Burke, is a little, Burke's a little bit too expensive. Not really a whole lot I want here, and Draymond could change things up quite a bit if he does or does not end up playing.
0: Yeah, like, man, I hate potentially paying this price for Kai Bowman, but I think he's going to be really low on here, and like a Levine-Bowman stack to shoot you up the leaderboard at the end of the night um, could be fun. So um, yeah. it would be one of those things, like, you know, because you're paying the price for Bowman and you're just hoping that, like, you get an average combined 7X out of these two guys to finish off the night, so. um, Any final thoughts on this one?
1: No, no, I got nothing.
0: All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Um, give me your favorite play under 5K to 7X.
1: I should have been ready for this one. I was ready for pretty much all the other ones, but this one, I—I I don't know. This one's tough here, and it's under five k, so I can't go with Cantor here. Um, I'm going with—I'm going with Willie Colorstein.
0: All right. Um, debating on two guys. Um, give me Mobamba. I know oh, I that. that was I know that was injury about. situation. So, <laughs> um, over 8k to go under 5x.
1: Over 8k. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I have to scroll a really long time because there is a massive amount of games here today. Um, I'm gonna go with. Oh gosh, this is a little tough. I'm going with Ingram.
0: Oh, 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 oh. I'm going Giannis. <laughs> just that 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 price tag. Um just I know that's the, they have the highest implied team total on the slate. I just they, i can't pay that price for him. Who's your favorite six X play on the slate?
1: Rubio. Uh,
0: I kind of shouldn't have had to ask. I knew it was coming. Uh but, um I think I'm gonna go with Brogdon. I know it's a tough matchup. But, like, I just – I really like the price point on Brogdon today at 6,800. Um, I have a good feeling of him going 6X here. Um, Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Oh, gosh. I
1: don't know. Rudy Gay?
0: All right. I feel like that one's weird for sure.
1: Yeah. I just uh, – there's not really too many weird ones, or I don't know what's going to be weird. I should have gone with Del- Delio. Delio. Check, Oh gosh, it's late.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say Lonzo Ball is my get weird GPV play today. I think he's like the definition of a random tournament play today. Um, favorite DFS contest, Grant. Give me a game selection question. Um, who do you like? What, which tournament do you like today?
1: I haven't even looked. Um, I don't know. As we speak, I'm on the draft app, just doing draft three minutes. All right. The snake draft format. It's an interesting slate with all the guys over the top.
0: There you go. Um I love you, you everybody knows I like the draft app. I play on there a ton. Um I'm gonna go. I said yesterday that I'd go FanDuel. Um again, you know, perfecting your art, building your bankroll, you know, low stakes, mid stakes players, depending on how much you're playing tonight. You're playing like a hundred bucks a night and you're looking for tournaments. I think the NBA Swingman over there on Fanduel nine K tournaments, a three-entry max fifteen dollar tournaments. Um, with the three-entry max tournaments, you can you know multiply your strategy, work on your strategy. There's w- a lot of price points you can continue to move up in if you get better at your strategy um, on three three-entry max tournaments. This tournament pays twenty three percent of the field. Min cash is two X. And first place is only getting 13.3%. So you can potentially turn $45 and $1,200. And it's just its a really strong tournament if you're looking to build your bankroll and you're looking to perfect your three-entry max um, skills. So make sure you're checking that out. Grant, give me your favorites over, under, on the slate. What do you got?
1: I'm going with the over on the Philly game.
0: Over on the Philly game. All right. I, I like it. I like it. And then Sacramento um, tends to cover the over higher on the road. Fair enough. I'm going to take the under in the Hawks Bucks game. Two thirty nine and a half. I just I saw that total and I thought it was a little high. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under in that one. I wouldn't be shocked if it hits over, but um, I like the under there. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? We got we got done so much faster than I thought we were gonna get done today.
1: Yeah, I am motored. We both motored. Uh, let's play Ricky Rubio. And if I'm way off, let me know because I, I just don't understand this.
0: Yeah, unless like some type of minute restriction or something comes out, like I just – I don't see being over- underweight on Rubio.
1: Yeah, even if he's going to be restricted like 30 minutes, I still think he could crush at that price tag. All
0: right. We're going to get out of here. We'll be back tomorrow talking some football for Thanksgiving and for the main slate. If you're looking for some more football stuff, you can check out the early Epic Week podcasts that Grant, Travis, and Dean do. We'll be back tomorrow. Hope everyone enjoys this massive 14-game slate. And as always, make sure you're paying attention to the news and all that good stuff. He is Grant. I am Stevie. Good luck in your contest. And we'll see you then. See you, kids.